Hello, and welcome to this episode of CFA Institute's Take 15 series. I'm Sam Lum, Director of Private Wealth and Capital Markets at CFA Institute. I'm joined here today at CFA Institute's Asia-Pacific Regional Office in Hong Kong by Mr. Yin Tao Lee, partner at Ernst & Young Hong Kong. As the firm's leader of financial accounting advisory services for the financial services sector in the Asia-Pacific, Mr. Lee follows all the proposed changes in accounting standards and regulatory matters closely. Our topic of discussion today is how these changes impact on financial institutions in Asia. Yin Tao, thanks for being with us today. The global financial crisis around 2008 probably triggered a wave of new regulatory initiatives and speeded up a few accounting standard changes. What is the impact of these on Asian financial institutions in general, and how does it affect the way investment analysts evaluate equity and fixed income securities of Asian financial institutions? As Asia emerges from the financial uh, crisis, Asian financial institutions will be heavily impacted by the new wave of changes in accounting and regulatory standards, particularly as we see a growing middle class as well as high saving rates in Asia, which drives asset management and private banking activities. We also see insurance companies uh, which have extra premium that they need to not only invest in fixed income uh, products, but having surplus to invest in, for example, uh, new IPOs. We also see the trend of having um, North Asia investing into South America, particularly driven by China and Korea's quest for uh, commodity resources. And the trend of having capital reinvested back from the East to the West will likely continue uh, in the future. All these investment activities and trends will drive the importance of getting the financial instruments accounting right. And this means getting accounting results that are counter-cyclical as opposed to being pro-cyclical as we see during and before the financial crisis. The new accounting standards are requiring more mark-to-market, which actually drives income volatility, earlier recognition of credit losses for loans and receivable, and also growth of, of uh, balance sheet. There will also be more enhanced uh, disclosures to allow transparency to analysts around the most significant assumptions and judgment uh, made by management. From an investment analyst perspective, it is very important to assess the quality of the financial information received resulting from the new uh, accounting standards. Depending on how robust the financial institution's own internal market and credit risk management framework, uh, financial information, particularly those that are more forward-looking, will be uh, very uh, different between financial institutions. So it is very important for analysts to actually understand the business model as well as strategy of financial uh, institutions given the actual businesses of those financial institutions will now drive the accounting results. What are the key changes in the International Financial Reporting Standards, the IFRS, and what is the impact on financial institutions in Asia? 
The new international financial reporting standards will mainly be focused on financial instruments. With the wealth creation in Asia, as well as the capital flow from the West to the East, given the heightened regulatory reforms in the United States and Europe, there will be significant investment activities in Asia Pacific. There are three areas where accounting changes will be significant for financial instrument. Number ones are classification for debt instrument, which will be classified either at fair value through profit or loss, if it is uh, held for trading or structured hybrid type investments, or at amortized cost, if it is a commercial banking type loans and receivable. Second is the classification of equity instruments. Whether they are listed or unlisted equity investments, they will be required to be measured at fair value. As we see heightened private equity and venture capital activities in Asia, particularly in markets such as China, Taiwan, Korea, Indonesia, and India, this will cause a lot more focus around valuation of illiquid and hard-to-value private equity type uh, investments. Thirdly, there will be a more forward-looking credit impairment loss standard. This will require that financial institutions look at the lifetime expected losses for loans and receivables as well as debt securities that are classified at amortized cost. This will be particularly challenging for financial institutions operating in close economies like China in which credit policies are in a large part driven by government policies. On the flip side, it will also be equally as challenging for open economies like Hong Kong in which credit uh, policies will also be driven by events in Europe as well as the United States. On the regulatory side, how does Dodd-Frank impact on Asian financial institutions? The U.S. Dodd-Frank Act will also have a significant impact to Asian financial institutions. The Dodd-Frank Act basically allows for enhanced uh, supervisory regulation cross borders and also market stability. The most significant impact to Asian financial uh, institution is around the restrictions of U.S. financial institutions in the hedge fund as well as private equity activities. Because of such restrictions, these private equity and hedge fund entities will now choose to set up in Asia Pacific's financial hub to take advantage of the relatively friendlier regulatory uh, regime. So for financial hubs in Asia, such as Hong Kong, Singapore, Australia, Korea, and Vietnam, they will all be net beneficiaries of taking advantage of the new capital flow from U.S. entities uh, into Asia. And how about Basel III and Solvency II? What in general are the impacts of these on Asian financial institutions? Basel III and Solvency II will also have significant impact to Asian financial institutions. Not so much from the capital levels as Asian um, banks and also insurers are generally quite well capitalized. Basel II and Solvency II basically are um, 
looking at the increased quality and quantity of capital, um, increasing uh, capital requirements for trading activities, counterparty credit risk, and also having minimum standards for liquidity and uh, leverage uh, ratio uh, as well. All these new requirements are forcing Asian financial institutions to refocus on using risk management as a competitive advantage against the financial institutions in the United States and Europe. And also looking at more of a focus in returning to focusing on the customer uh, agenda, making sure that financial institutions are coming up with banking and also insurance products that are really suitable for the um, clients and also uh, providing a suitable level of return adjusted for risk to the external uh, investors. Yin Chao, for those investing in Asian financial institutions, what are some of the other accounting and regulatory changes that you feel are important to be aware of? In terms of new accounting and regulatory changes, I want to re-emphasize the global trend of having accounting and regulatory uh, convergence across the different uh, markets. Particularly important are for Asian financial institutions that are coming up with local, innovative, entrepreneurial type uh, financial products. As we see, Renminbi uh, Offshore Center has become a current trend in the major financial hubs like Hong Kong and also Singapore. As financial institutions take advantage of setting local initiatives, it is very important that they not only look at the current regulatory and accounting changes, but also global regulatory and accounting changes a few years down the road. Given the convergence between the different markets around accounting, and regulations, it's really just a matter of time to eliminate um, the unlevel playing field uh, across markets. So when analysts look into Asian financial institution, it is not just how well they are ready to capitalize on the capital flow from the west to the east, but also how forward-looking they are in terms of um, anticipating such accounting and regulatory changes uh, as a competitive advantage and as a way to better serve their customer and uh, producing better results for their uh, investors as well. Yin Tao, thank you for sharing your thoughts on the new accounting and regulatory changes and how these affect Asian financial institutions. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the CFA Institute Take 15 series. Copyright 2011, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.